On today's episode, we're going to talk about the unsung secret to success and motivation, momentum. How to get it started and how to keep it going. And we're back with another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. I am so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be talking to you. This is going to be a great episode. Um, today's podcast is a little bit, the topic for it is a little bit of a passion project of mine. It's not just something that I'm fascinated by, but it's something that I've personally struggled with over the years. Um, I tend to be a very introspective person, or just, I guess I just like to figure stuff out, which is, if you're a longtime listener, you've probably realized that about me. I like to take a concept that might seem confusing or foggy or difficult to put your finger on and wrap your mind around. I like to take those kinds of concepts and I think on them. I spend a lot of time just mentally breaking them down. My sweet husband listens to my uh, first drafts of trying to figure things out. That's what takes up a lot of the time in our long road trips across the country together. Because we live in Texas, and in Texas, Everywhere is in driving distance, it seems to be. I'm in San Antonio and Dallas, Texas, for example, uh, which sounds like it should just be around the corner is a solid five, five and a half hour drive, but we drive everywhere. It's really fun. Um, anyways, and we spend a lot of time talking about a bunch of different topics that are just brain busters, I guess, for better, no better way to put it. And one thing that has perplexed me over the years um, that I've been trying to wrap my mind around through high school, in college, post-college, and then as a professional who is really working to start a business, um, and then also just better myself, is how to stay motivated, right? And not just, that sounds like a very simple question. I don't think that the answer that we're looking for when, when, we're, when I'm asked that, how do you stay so motivated to your work? The answer that I'm gonna give them to that question isn't probably the answer that they're looking for because the answer to how do I stay motivated is a very simple one. You know, it's it's I I really, really love what I do. And if you can't tell, if you're a listener to this podcast, it's probably very apparent to you. I love this work. Now that gets me excited and keeps me motivated. And I'll address staying motivated later in this episode. But what that person asking me, how do you stay so motivated? What they're actually probably wanting to ask is, how do you even get motivated to start something, right? I think that is the real nugget of what people are looking for. They're looking for that answer. How do I even get started? That is the most daunting part. Getting started on anything new is difficult. No matter which way you cut it, if it's new to you, whether it's new to your body, a new workout, whether it's a new way of eating, whether it's learning how to cook, maybe that's new, whether it's, um, goodness, starting a podcast or starting a blog or starting a business, anything new is going to present some form of difficulty. And how do you confront that difficulty and stay motivated at the same time? right? That is the real question I think people want answered. And that's a question that I even confront on a regular basis because there's constantly things that I want to do personally more often. Maybe that is um, like my beauty routine, for example. We've talked a lot about beauty on this podcast lately, but 
I love the idea of being a girl who has her AM and her PM beauty routine, you know, whether I wash my face with this stuff in the morning and this stuff in the evening and I use these moisturizers and then I also do a face mask, like that charcoal face mask I love so much. Maybe I do that two times a week and maybe I do a hydrating mask two times a week right before I take an Epsom salt bath. I mean, all of that sounds awesome and luxurious and wonderful, but truth be told, I haven't had a solid week following my beauty routine the way I would want to follow it. And it's because it's difficult at this point in time. It's not second nature. I'm a little bit of a tomboy deep down that like my my sweet inner soul just aspires to be this, you know, very, you know, this fluent beauty person that uses all these beautiful products and they're really good for me and they're good for my skin because I love the way I feel when I use them. I just, they're not a part of my second nature. And so starting that motivation, you know, I'm excited about it, but then it's also difficult. So how do you balance the difficulty and the motive and the excitement that you might have at a new venture? So anyways, that's just one example. Another way that i you know, seek new motivation to start something new in my life would be um, in writing this book, you guys, the book that's coming out August 16th, whoop, whoop. Um, writing Fed and Fit was difficult. There's no way to cut it there. I mean, it was not easy. I had to, I glued myself to a chair. Remember when I was writing, the biggest part of the book was the front matter. And when you guys see it, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about, but it's about a hundred pages of, content, kind of sciencey. I tried to keep it as lively as possible because nothing's, I don't, I don't have an appreciation for boring science reads. So I, I tried to keep things exciting for anybody who wants that background information, knowing that not everybody's going to read it, but it was not easy to write. Um, especially because it's just me talking to my computer. And so what I had to do was, it was difficult, but I I glued myself to a chair, I stocked up a refrigerator with sparkling water, and I turned my cell phone off, completely off. I couldn't, like, I, I had just discovered Snapchat at the time, and all I wanted to do was log on to Snapchat. So I turned my phone off for 12 hours a day while I was writing that part of the book. And it was difficult and it was new. And writing a book is unique because it's a one-time project. You know, I might do one again in the future, but for all practical purposes in terms of starting up a routine um, and a new habit, you don't develop a habit around writing something like that. So there are things that you can do to make those kinds of difficult moments easier on yourself and be able to follow through on them. Um, One more example, because I just want this to be as relatable as possible way that I'm face, I'm trying to start something new and trying to find motivation to stick through that difficult phase is again, while writing the book, I wasn't working out as much, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't working out as much. I wasn't cooking for myself as much, which is ironic because it's a healthy cookbook. But once the cooking was done, cooking for the book was like a job. I mean, I made eight recipes a day and I ate off of those all day long, but the cooking for the book probably took me a good three months. And then the rest of the year was writing and editing and tweaking things here and there. I wasn't normal everyday life where I'd meal prep my breakfast and I'd meal and then I'd cook something fresh and delicious for dinner and have a nice salad for lunch. And I didn't have a stocked refrigerator all the time. It was, I was a hot mess, (laughs) truth be told. And I wasn't working out, so I wasn't as much and I wasn't cooking for myself as much. And trying to get back into that swing of things is 
difficult. And I know that there's a lot of people listening that maybe you are just starting that. Maybe you just had a baby and the last year of your life or however long has been devoted to that newborn. And it's a really precious, important moment because I talk to a lot of people and I have clients that are trying to get back into the swing of things. You know, baby's doing great. The family's doing great. Now it's time for mom to take care of herself again. How do we get started? How do we push through the difficulty Even though we're excited about it, it still feels impossible, okay? So having this, all this fresh on my mind, and of course, these are things that I'm going to address that will be addressed, I should say, in the online Fed and Fit project, um, part of which will be, is shown in the book, and so you'll be able to read it in print, but is to hold your hand through these, the beginning stages until it feels like second nature, because that is the holy grail. That's when we get to answer the question of how do you stay motivated, okay? But the first part of the equation of even getting started is how do you get motivated when things are actually really difficult? Because staying motivated is easier than getting motivated. Okay, so the way that we're going to address it today because I made it up (laughs) and I spent a lot of time thinking about it is I'm going to break it up into, it's really a five-step process, but the first three steps are how to get momentum. Okay. How to get motivated and how to get motivated is really about creating momentum. That's what I want us to visualize. I, one of the, I love analogies and I just live in this crazy mental world of I constantly picture and live out analogies, but starting something new, I like to visualize a giant boulder. Maybe it's sitting on flat ground. Maybe you've got a slight incline ahead of you. Maybe it's a false flat ahead of you. It looks flat, but it's actually a slight incline. You know, whatever it is, you've got a big boulder in front of you and you have to figure out a way to get this sucker moving. Okay. And the bigger the goal you have, the bigger the boulder and the heavier it weighs. And the more difficult it's going to be at the beginning to get that guy rolling. Okay, so that's what the first three steps are about, is how to get that guy rolling. And I like to visualize that because if I, and I'll get to this in a second, but if we acknowledge that it is a thing to be dealt with, starting something is more difficult than keeping it going. Because you can imagine in your mind, once you get that boulder rolling, an object in motion stays in motion, right? So once you get it going, it's easier just to keep it going. That real exertion of effort is important at the beginning. Okay, so that's where we need to nurture. Okay, so the first three steps are how to get momentum, i.e. motivation, and the last two steps are how to keep going. Okay. All righty. So let's get into them. So step number one, how to get momentum, how to get motivation, how to get started in something that you really, really want, but maybe it scares the heck out of you because you don't know how to make it happen. You don't know how you're going to fit it into your schedule. You know, it's going to be difficult and you don't have time for something to be difficult right now, right? How do we get past all of that? Number one, make a plan. Okay, it's really that simple, and you probably saw that coming, but that really is the most important part. For me, sometimes that involved investing in a new planner. I bought a pretty little planner that, and and that kind of ties into step number three that I'm going to talk about in a second, but find a way to make a plan that excites you, okay? So I got my pretty little planner, 
And the important, and I, and I wrote down what I wanted to do and when. The important part about a schedule though and making a plan is don't make a plan on the day you plan to start, okay? That is a recipe for disaster because if you wake up and you you wake up, you make breakfast, you take the dog for a walk, maybe you you pack the kids' lunches and you send them off to school and you're like, all right, today's the day. Maybe you told yourself when you woke up that today's the day. I'm gonna start doing the things that I want to do for myself. You've almost essentially already spent the day because you didn't have a plan when you woke up. You weren't working towards a schedule that you were going to be able to keep all day long. Because if you haven't made a plan for that day that's in line with your goals, then your normal habits are going to override. Okay, so you have to forcibly override your current habits by making a plan the day before. And if you don't make a plan the day before, then tell yourself today is the day that I make a plan and I can start tomorrow. Okay, I think that's really important. I think protecting yourself from failure is really important at the beginning. And feeling like today's the day when I'm gonna do it. You wake up and you set that intention, but you don't actually have a plan that you're able to follow through on is going to feel like a failure. So protect yourself from that feeling. There's no reason to make this more difficult on you than it has to be. You can start tomorrow, okay? And that might sound like terrible advice. I'm not asking you to procrastinate. I'm saying start the day after you make the plan, but make making the plan priority number one. Okay, now what do you include in this plan? You know, that varies. If your plan, if, if your goal and what you're trying to get momentum around and, ha- and, and start motivation around is about, maybe it's about working out and getting into shape. Okay, well then maybe your plan is sitting down and writing a schedule of how you are going to do that tomorrow. Maybe you wake up 30 minutes earlier and maybe that means you go to bed 30 minutes earlier. You don't watch another episode with your husband, you know, of, I don't know, right now I'm watching 30 Rock. I'm rewatching all those episodes. So maybe I watch one less 30 Rock episode and I go to bed and I wake up 30 minutes earlier, and in those early 30 minutes, I go ahead and I make a healthy lunch for myself, and I prep dinner. Okay, that sounds really cool, because that means that at the end of the day, when I'm kind of low on energy, and I'm less excited about making a home-cooked meal, part of that work's already done, I got it in the bank. You know, and maybe part of the rest of the plan on that day is I, I've looked up online when my yoga class or my Pilates class or bar or CrossFit is having a class that works with my calendar of events. You know, maybe it works around your kid's schedule. Maybe it works around your work schedule. Pick a class and register for it. That becomes a part of your plan. Deciding that you are going to pack your workout clothes and take them with you somewhere. That becomes a part of your plan. What you wear in the morning, setting out clothes for the next day. Maybe maybe if you want to go to an early morning yoga class, you know that you're more inclined to actually do that if you have yoga pants set out next to your bed. That can be a part of your plan. Okay, so make a plan and then use that plan to, to kick off the momentum. Okay, that's a really, it's an easy way to start and it will make life much easier on you. Okay, I could go into a whole lot more ways to make a plan, you know, making, said, deciding what you're going to eat, how much water you're going to drink, um, things like that. If you're gonna do, a, if you're looking to start a new business venture, maybe a part of your make a plan is, I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna email five people that I think of as mentors and I'm gonna ask them for advice. Okay, write it down, 
make a plan. All right, number two of how to get momentum is to acknowledge the difficulty. Okay, I think this is also really important. Protecting yourself from feeling failure. If you're starting something new, and maybe it's just general healthy living, you just generally want to live a healthier, more active lifestyle, you think, well, what could be so tough about that? All these other people do it and they make it look so easy. Well, if you get into that and you expect it to be easy and then it's not, you might feel a sense of failure. Like, what is wrong with me? Why is this so hard for me and it's so easy for other people? The fact, the reason it's difficult is because it's new. And you just need to acknowledge that. And by acknowledging the difficulty, you kind of set yourself free from that difficulty. That way, pushing that boulder, the work involved is just about pushing the boulder. It's not about worrying about why it's hard. Or is it hard for other people? Is it harder for me than it is for other people? Don't worry about that. Focus on the work. It is difficult for absolutely everybody who starts something new. A thousand percent, it's difficult. So just focus on the work. Don't worry about whether or not um, it should or shouldn't be easier for you. Just acknowledge that it's going to be difficult. Set yourself free from that possible sense of failure. Okay, and number three tip that I have after years and years of of trying to demystify for my own sake and for one day sharing it with others of how to get momentum and and get past that difficulty at the beginning of a new project is to hide your own Easter eggs. This is my favorite one, okay? Because this is the one that's really worked for me. You know, I know to make a plan. I know that now after years of doing stuff, I know that if I want to get back into the swing of working out and going to CrossFit and going to yoga, which I enjoy once I'm doing it and it becomes easier once you're doing it, but getting started feels impossible, right? So once I know that I already need to make a plan, I've already scheduled myself for my yoga, my CrossFit, and maybe I've recreated an accountability system around that. Maybe that was a part of my plan is to tell my coaches that I'm coming, you know? Maybe I've I've already acknowledged that it's going to be difficult and I've forgiven myself for whatever difficulty is ahead. My third favorite one that requires a little bit more creative thought is hiding my own Easter eggs. Now, this is where you can really have fun with a new project, right? Difficulty does not have, difficulty in starting something new doesn't have to be miserable, okay? By nature, because it's difficult, it's not necessarily fun, you know? I don't really enjoy going and lifting heavy weights and doing Fran, which is a CrossFit workout for those of you who are not familiar with CrossFit. I don't like going and doing Fran after I'm fresh off of not working out for maybe three or four weeks because it's hard, you know? So that's that's difficult in and of itself and it's not exactly fun, but I can make it fun if I hide an Easter egg in that experience. Okay, so this is what I mean. So you take something that's difficult and you hide an Easter egg in it. So maybe you want to clean the house. Cleaning the house may not be fun. Maybe some of you are listening and you love cleaning the house, that's great. Um, but you're probably already on a path of doing it. I'm talking to the people who want to get into a habit of doing it. They're starting it, right? 
So maybe cleaning the house is one of your goals. It's the one thing that you want to start new. It feels like that impossible boulder. How do I keep this house cleaned all the time and get ex- and stay excited and not miserable while I'm doing it? An Easter egg you can hide in cleaning the house is that while you're cleaning the house, you can listen to your favorite podcast. I'm not just suggesting this one. I listen to a bunch of other podcasts. Um, one of my current favorites is a beautiful anonymous. That's a really great podcast, especially if you like this kind of introspective work. Um, So anyways, I will let myself listen to Beautiful Anonymous, for example, when I'm cleaning the house. And then I kind of look forward to it. Or maybe I listen to my favorite audiobook while I'm cleaning the house. And I don't let myself listen to that audiobook unless I'm mopping or sweeping or vacuuming or giving my kitchen the deep scrub it desperately deserves. You know, that is... That's, that's an Easter egg I can hide in that not so pleasant activity because I have not built up momentum around it already. It's not already second nature. I don't enjoy it at the moment. I just have to get through the initial push. And so I've hidden this fun little Easter egg in it that I can look forward to and it becomes more entertaining for myself and easier. This whole thing is about making the beginning part easier at the same time acknowledging that it's difficult and a little sucky. Okay, um, number two, maybe you're trying to work out. So the, the difficult thing is working out. You know, like, gosh, darn it. This is not fun at the beginning. Starting something new like that, especially when it requires physical exertion, not exactly fun and exciting. It can be a little humbling. It can be painful. It can be uncomfortable. You might feel not very coordinated. So how do we hide an Easter egg in that activity? Well, I would suggest asking a friend to go and laughing through it. That can be an Easter egg. Having a friend sign up for that bar class that you're really excited about, but you know it's probably going to be really tough, you don't have a friend go through with you. That could be really fun. Maybe the two of you afterwards, you go and you have a very nice, refreshing salad. Maybe you get some juice, you know, some green juice or something while you're out. That can be your Easter egg. That may be why so many people who work out go out afterwards and get themselves a green juice or a smoothie or a salad. Maybe it's because that's their Easter egg, right? They've, they've got something hidden in the activity that's more fun. It's not about the activity, but because they did the activity, they are now having this other thing. Okay, another way to motivate and hide an Easter egg in a workout. It's one of my favorite things. I'm glad that my husband can't hear me right now, but it's to buy new workout gear. Now, I'm not saying that you should go and buy a new pair of shorts every week or a new pair of tennis shoes, but let's be honest, especially to the ladies, It can be really fun. You get a new pair of shiny new shoes. I'm thinking about my neon orange shoes that I love so much. But as soon as I got those, you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to go work out in them. I wanted, and I, just not, and I didn't care if there was another person in the gym that would see them. I just wanted to be sitting there doing crunches and V-ups and be able to look at my pretty orange shoes while I was doing it. That was an Easter egg for me in that activity, okay? So assess what what excites you is it is it community is it working out with a friend spending time with a friend or a sister um or a colleague in that regard or is it you know grabbing a green juice afterwards or a salad or is it fitness garb you know is it having a cool new headband or um i don't know an awesome new sports bra victoria's secret for example makes amazing sports bras and I didn't discover them until recently that makes me want to go get my sweat on so I can wear it and feel like I you know I don't know feel like I used it the way it was intended to be used so hide knee strike and working out like that um let's see other activities folding laundry oh my gosh I don't enjoy doing laundry I really really don't um 
And so it's constantly, every time I do laundry, I'm starting with a boulder that's at a dead standstill. <laughs> you know, I'm walking up to this giant boulder again. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go, you and me. I'm going to make a plan and I'm going to acknowledge that it's difficult and I'm going to hide an Easter egg in this situation because there's no way that this is going to be fun for me. Okay, so my Easter egg while folding laundry is I let myself watch TV. I don't watch a whole lot of TV. I love my work. It's something that I really like to dig into. I mean, heck, I'm recording this on a Saturday afternoon because this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to record a podcast about motivation on a Saturday afternoon. Um, it's also a thousand degrees outside, so that had something to do with it, maybe, but you know, I love my work. I don't love doing laundry. And so I don't always watch a whole lot of TV. Um, I might at the end of the day, but when I fold laundry, if I'm spending a day doing laundry and maybe I've washed all the sheets in the house, we had guests and I'm doing all the towels. I put on, um, 30 rock. I talked about that. I'm also watching Grey's Anatomy. And I feel like, you know, I missed the boat on Grey's Anatomy over the last, however many 10 plus years it's been on the air. So I'm watching that and I'm getting caught up and it's really fun for me. And that's the Easter egg and folding laundry and doing laundries. I get to watch TV. Um, let's see another Easter egg. Let's say you are dreading. I hope you guys like these examples and let me know in the comments on the blog, how you feel about how the podcasts are being structured. I'm kind of mixing things up a little bit and I'd love to get your feedback, but let's say that, um, you are going out with, um, let's say you're going out with friends to an event. Uh, let's say it's a, it's a bachelor, bachelorette party at a bar, or it's a bridal shower, or it's a baby shower, or it's just a friend's birthday party and it's at a restaurant and everybody has a cocktail, but you. Okay. And what if you're in the middle of the fed and fit project and one of your intentions you said at the beginning of the project was that you were going to try to go without a cocktail for four weeks so you could feel your best and use that, of course, to make, you know, really groundbreaking decisions about yourself in the future. It's not that cocktails are always out. Y'all know that I like a good margarita, but you're in the middle of that. That's difficult when you're in that situation to not have a cocktail when you love cocktails and everybody else around you has one. How do you stay motivated to say, no, thank you. I don't want that margarita. So one of the ways that I do it, an Easter egg that I hide in that scenario is I will think of a really fun non-cocktail beverage that I can order. And that becomes kind of a fun Easter egg for me. I will go to the bar. Most every bar will have club soda or sparkling water of some sort. And even though sparkling water, of course, is better than club soda in terms of added ingredients, Grab, that's okay. This is progress, not perfection, right? Ask for some of that sparkling goodness over, sometimes I will ask for it um, on the rocks with salt and some lime juice. <laughs> and so I'll be walking around with essentially a margarita sans the alcohol, both little bubbles. And it becomes a little really fun little drink for me to sip on. It's not about the alcohol at that point. It's about having a fun little beverage. Everybody else has fun little beverages, so why can't you? Okay, so get creative, hide a fun, Easter egg like that, that kind of a, you know, really fun thing to sip on and not feel like you're missing out. I have even gone, I really like dirty martinis, for example, with gin. And so when I was in a stint, I really didn't want alcohol for health reasons. I just wanted, I had a goal. I wanted to get to a baseline of feeling great because I needed to make a decision of whether another food was affecting me. And I was at a Texas A&M, whoop, I was at a Texas A&M football function and everybody had a cocktail and I really want, everyone's having a good time and I really wanted a dirty martini. So I went up to the bartender 
And I was like, can you do me a odd favor? And he's like, sure. And I was like, can you put a little bit of water? And then I think that I also added sparkling water. And then I asked for olive juice and olives. I had a dirty sparkling water and it was exactly what I wanted, you know? So anyways, that was a really fun thing for me to do for myself. It made it fun and not about missing out. It made it about keep being creative. Okay, I could give you more examples, but I'm, I'm sure you can think of them on your own. Alrighty, so those are the three things to do to get that darn boulder moving, to get started. That really, when people say, how do you stay so motivated? I really think they're asking about how do you even get started in the first place, right? We make a plan, we acknowledge the difficulty, and then we start by hiding Easter eggs in those difficult situations. Alrighty, now let's move on to their question, their original question, how do you stay motivated? Well, let's talk about that because that's a thing to talk about too. It's a real thing. Staying motivated and excited about something that has become second nature, you know, isn't as intuitive as you think. You know, you might see a really fit, healthy person walking around and you might think, um, gosh, staying fit and healthy must be so easy for them. And truth be told, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Maybe they're a little bored. Maybe they miss the challenge. Maybe they like pushing on big boulders and getting started. Okay, so how do we stay motivated? How do we keep going once those habits have, or once those habits we were trying to form have become second nature? Okay, so number one is intentionally hone your excitement and commitment. Okay, so once it has become second nature and we've, and we've got that boulder rolling, we're moving, maybe we only need to like nudge it. You know, every 20 feet or so, we just give a little nudge and that's easy. You know, we can be sipping our sparkling dirty water, olive juice water on the side and and nudging that boulder with one hand. (laughs) You can see my commitment to analogies. That's really how my brain works. So, you know, how do we stay excited about that boulder? Because excitement and commitment are vital to staying the course on something, whether it's a business you're trying to launch. How do I stay excited about this? I've been doing Fed and Fit for almost six years now, and it still feels, I mean, I still feel like I'm in my honeymoon stage, you know, and it's because I intentionally hone my excitement and commitment to it. So if you're finding a new thing boring, you know, challenge yourself to keep feeling fresh. Now, maybe if it's fitness related, let's say you, you've been going to, you've been going to yoga, Okay, and you've got all the yoga moves down. You know, you can do all the poses. They're not difficult for you anymore. You essentially show up to your 90-minute class and you go through the motions and you walk out and you're glad you went, but you don't have that sense of awesome accomplishment that you used to have, right? Because that awesome accomplishment helps fuel that excitement and that commitment. So when that's kind of gone and it feels, you know, your CrossFit workouts are feeling easier, What the heck is up with that? CrossFit used to feel impossible. It's because you're getting better and your body's progressing and you've met maybe your goals. How do you keep yourself fresh, you know, on the cutting edge of that excitement? So I encourage you to integrate, if it's fitness related, integrate a new fitness class. Okay, find something new. Test yourself. Push yourself in a different area altogether. Maybe that means if you love CrossFit, maybe that means signing up for an Olympic lifting class or a powerlifting class. Or maybe that means going and signing up for a yoga class if you've never done one in your life. That could be really exciting. And I bet it would benefit your CrossFit game more than you might ever expect possible. Maybe that means signing up for Pilates or bar or running or I 
I'm at a loss. Swimming, signing up for a triathlon, some sort of an endurance event. That could be really fun and give you that fresh sense of commitment, you know? So keep, keep, you know, stirring the pot of things that are new and exciting and know that just because you've arrived doesn't mean all of a sudden it's going to stay easy to stay excited. Okay. Um, let's say when it's food related, how do you stay excited about keep cooking from home and healthy food? You know, I remember you guys, and I, you may have heard me say this before, but when I started paleo, I didn't really cook recipes. I would grill chicken and I ate raspberries and I ate like a, oh gosh, what were the, I ate sweet potato because white potatoes were not considered paleo back then. And this was before I really did any thinking for myself. Um, And I, I remember I ate raspberries, chicken, and sauteed spinach and the occasional sweet potato, but only after I worked out. That was before I realized the importance of carbohydrates throughout the day, which you can learn more about in my book. Um, And I ate that meal over and over and over and over again for nine months, really, almost a full year. And I was bored. I had it down, my body was changing, and I felt great for the first time ever. That cloud had been lifted. I was thinking more clearly, I had more energy than ever, but oh my gosh, I didn't look forward to eating. And I'm a foodie, I love food. So I challenged myself by learning how to cook and learning how to cook healthy recipes that were exciting and delicious. So that was a way that I intentionally honed my excitement and my commitment was by kind of upping the game essentially and keeping a variety. Okay, last one. So how do you stay motivated um, in something that has become easier, right? So that fresh, the ball's rolling, we're just kind of nudging it every once in a while. One of my secrets to staying motivated is that I have sought and contribute to, I guess, live in, um, have integrated myself into a community that wants what I want. Okay, so my my number two piece for staying motivated is to seek a community that wants what you want. Now, whether that is just general health and wellness for your family and yourself, find that community. If it is constantly pushing yourself and bettering yourself physically, becoming more physically fit and staying fresh and sharp in that regard, find that community. Whether it is eating really healthy, wonderful foods and cooking delicious recipes, find that community. If it's starting a business and jumping in and going for it, even though it's really difficult at the beginning and maybe you're rolling, you've got a few years under your belt and you might be feeling a little bit bored by it, find a community that wants the next step and surround yourself by those people. Talk to each other, pat each other on the back, do each other favors, And know that sometimes those are going to be the most important friendships in your life, not just because they're going to help you stay motivated, but because maybe, I don't know. I mean, those friendships are just easier. Some of my best friends I found later in life because business-wise, we all want the same things. We want the world to be healthier and happier, and we want to do everything we can to help make that happen. And maybe that means supporting our friends and colleagues. So find a community that wants what you want. Now, how do you do that? That can be a little confusing. Maybe it is at your gym, you finally start going to those gym activities. I bet if you go to a gym, I bet that they plan, you know, maybe a couple times a month or however often it is they go after a Friday workout and they all go have dinner together. Go to those. Go meet people outside the gym. Go spend some time getting to know people. 
Um, virtually, it's really simple with today's day and age. Log on to Instagram, man, and start following some hashtags that you like and start finding people that align with what you want and let that be your community and let that inspire you and keep you fresh and motivated knowing that you're in a healthy community. There are other people like you. You're definitely not alone. And, you know, in the really more intense way to go, and I encourage all of you to think about this, I think that I think this is something that everybody could do. I'm not saying you should do it, but I think you could is to start a blog. Start a community of supports of a support system by you being the spearhead. You know, if there's something that you want to see in the world, if you want to see people to be more, let's see, think more critically about the cleaning products they use in their house. And that's something that you feel really, really, really passionately about. Then start a blog and talk about it. I'm sure you'll develop other interests as time goes on, but by starting a blog, whether it's an actual website blog or maybe it is just a social media blog, you go on to Instagram or Snapchat or where else are we on? Social media, Twitter, um, Pinterest, whether you're going onto the internet and you are creating and cultivating you know, content in that regard, maybe you're Instagram blogging um, about all the things that are important to you, people will find you. Your community will still find you. All of you listeners here, you know, it's never more apparent than when we get to interact on Snapchat and Instagram. All of you guys, we're birds of a feather. We really have. We found each other. We're a community. We're a support system. um, And that helps keep me motivated. Okay, so seek a community that wants what you want. All righty. Okay, and lastly, I just want to touch on this very quickly, um, but it's important to note that taking breaks are healthy. Right. I really do believe that. I believe that taking breaks, whether it's a break from working out every once in a, like when I was, gosh, when I was doing CrossFit and yoga um, years ago, I was CrossFitting five times a week and I was yogaing three times a week and I was running and doing distance marathons. Every six months or so, I would take two weeks off of everything. Now, I recommend rest days throughout the week. I, I like two. I think two is the magic number of rest days. Um, but in addition to that, Every six months or so, I would take a solid two weeks off. Now, yes, that detracts from momentum, but it was also really healthy for me to help my body recover for an extended period of time, okay? So remember that taking breaks are important. Um, maybe that's just taking a vacation. If if the big goal that you've had in mind throughout this episode was um, a business, starting a business or dedicating yourself to your current business, Taking a break, taking a vacation can be really, really good for you, okay? So take breaks, they're really healthy, but acknowledge that it does detract from momentum and you may feel like you have to start with steps one through three again on way to get momentum started, but it will be easier again. You know, not all is lost. You can do it again. Okay, you guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This is one of... Again, passion project of mine, if you couldn't tell. I'm very excited about this material. I would love to have your thoughts, so please leave a comment on my blog page, fedandfit.com, with the show notes about today's episode. I'd love to know your thoughts and if you have anything else to add. And if you enjoy the podcast, you could do me a solid by going onto iTunes and leaving a review. I read all those reviews, and I really appreciate them. Um, the more reviews that we have on the show, the more people are able or the more likely other folks are able to see it. it'll show up in their feed. So thanks again for all of your support. Um, I will, I'll talk about it shortly in the next couple weeks with some special guests that are coming on, but I'll be touring the country on a nationwide book tour. And I really, really hope to see you there. You can see the prelim, you can see the dates on my website right now, fedandfit.com slash events. It's on the 
It's on my main menu bar. You can find it right there and be sure to RSVP so we know to expect you. Thanks again for listening. We will be back again next week.